Ohio Habla es un podcast que nace del proyecto Narrativas Orales de Latinos en Ohio, Oral Narratives of Latinos en Ohio. Exploramos la experiencia latina con entrevistas en español, inglés y spanglish. Welcome to Ohio Habla. I am Elena Fallis, and today we are talking with Diana Pagan, Manager of Inclusion and Community Development for Columbus, the Columbus Association for the Performing Arts, or CAPA, and main organizer for Festival Latino in Columbus, Ohio. Diana Pagan was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, to a Dominican mother and a, a Puerto Rican father. Her culture played a huge part in her life. Diana loves the journey of meeting people, and that has been the catalyst of her success as a fundraiser for the past 16 years. She has worked for organizations like the Women's Fund of Central Ohio, the Columbus Council of World Affairs, the Center for Healthy Families, and CAPA. She has been with CAPA for nine years, where she has helped grow Festival Latino's budget to attract international headliners and grow it from an event with 15,000 people in attendance over the two-day weekend in 2009 to more than 205,000 in attendance in 2017, making it the largest free family-centric Latino festival in the state. In 2016, Festival Latino received an EXPY award for the celebration of his 20th anniversary. Diana lives in Columbus with her husband, Eric Nesbitt. There are three kids, and they also have a puppy named Chico. <laughs> Diana and Eric were married on 11-11-11. I love this date. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Diana. Thank you for having me, Elena. I'm excited to be here. I know that you wear many hats in the community and have been able to participate in different programs and events that support Latinas and the arts. Tell me about your experience with Latina Mentoring Academy. The Latina Mentoring Academy was, for me, the first opportunity where I was able to connect and meet Latinas that were around my age, around um, kind of in the same place with within the professional career. Uh, and I was a part of the very first cycle. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, we were kind of like the guinea pigs. Um, <laughs> but it's all good because today there are over over close to 100 Latinas that have been a part of the Latina Mentoring Academy. And these, are, like, we've created a sisterhood. Mm -hmm. uh, these are really the girls that um, that I reach out to if I need help with something, or I need advice, or, you know, I I need a volunteer for Festival Latino, like, last minute. Um, you know, th that's usually, like, the first group uh, that I reach out to. And it's nice to be able to have that access and opportunity to really work with um, like-minded Latinas mm -hmm. here in our community. Mm -hmm. What year was that? Do you remember? I want to say it was at least seven or eight years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, great, great. Um, you're also the president of Damas Latinas. What is the mission of this organization? Um, the mission of Damas Latinas or Latin Ladies Organization is to basically empower the next generation of Latino leaders. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a very broad 
mission statement, uh, but our our main focus is to um, to raise funds to provide scholarships for Latino students. Uh, we want to make sure that Latino students have the accessibility to uh, to ensure that they can, you know, go to college, go to college, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, fulfill. Um, their educational goals and not have to worry about um, the funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, our grants are, um, you know, given directly to to the schools to make sure that that that, the, that those funds go to um, for to their education mm-hmm. and, and their tuition. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Um, uh, one of the passions that you have is also in the art and the the culture, right? Um, and recently, uh, just last year, uh, there was this event called Pasos de, Art, de Arte. Uh, can you tell me about the birth of this 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 event, this um, um, initiative? Yeah. So, if you don't mind, I'm gonna I guess share a story that I think kind of uh, tells how I kind of came um, through that project. So I, um, like you mentioned, I've been with Kappa for about nine years, and uh, I really found a love for um, just art in general. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that I noticed is that visual art made me feel like it took me to another place. Mm -hmm. Um, I... One of the things that I wish I did more often was travel. Um, I I have three I have three kids and you know just a busy a busy schedule and so traveling is one thing that I wish I did more of. Um, and so for the time being, I feel like my traveling is through art. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pasos de Arte was born. Um, a couple of friends ran into each other at an event. There was a conversation about doing a Latino exhibit at the Cultural Arts Center, mm-hmm. and uh, the right partners kind of um, came to be, being uh, Ramona Reyes with Our Lady of Guadalupe Center mm-hmm. um, and the, the Cultural Arts Center. And then um, because of my connection in the arts, I was asked to be the co-chair. And uh, it was basically an opportunity for us to create a Latino exhibit, um, but also to create an economic opportunity for Latino artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the Latino artists that were, were um, a part of that exhibit were clients of Our Lady of Guadalupe Center. Mm-hmm. So these are people who are needing food pantry services, um, but who have artistic skills mm-hmm. that maybe they haven't necessarily completely tapped into um, as an entrepreneurial opportunity. And so because of that, I was excited to be a, a part of that because I already do that for work, but this was a way to do that um, through my community and, and just volunteering and, and doing something that I just love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How... Um Successful was this when when you had this um, open um, opening day? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so opening day actually was um, the day before Festival Latino 2017. <laughs> um, so it was literally I I was doing um, setup at Genoa Park during Festival Latino, uh, and then had to like run over to the Cultural Arts Center, get into a change of clothes, um, put my put my, you know, game face on <laughs> and uh, you know, to just get ready to go into Festival Latino. Um, but the opening uh, the opening day was amazing. There was a lot of uh, media presence there uh, for it, you know, it was 
first time for, for some of these artists. There were a total of, of 11 mm -hmm. Latino artists that were a part of this exhibit. And for some of these artists, it was the first time that they were in a gallery, mm -hmm. um, let alone a city gallery mm -hmm. uh you know this was a partnership with the city of columbus mm -hmm. um through the C cultural arts center and um there were hundreds of people that came through uh to see the exhibit um and you know i think latinos become a part of a project and they want to do more it's like you know we went from having an exhibit to doing workshops mm -hmm. so we had workshops um where people were able to learn about um Uh, how to make sugar skulls, um, how to, um, they learned about um, Reiki and um, just different genres of art. Mm -hmm. And uh, for us, it was a huge success. And um, we, the, the exhibit also received um, third place uh, under the Ohio uh, Recreation and Parks mm -hmm. um, for cultural significance mm -hmm. uh so that was something that was totally not expected and um something that we were thinking that would be done you know biannually has now turned into something that will be happening annually because we just think that it's that important to make mm -hmm. sure that we're exposing latino art and to let people know hey we're here and we're making stuff and we're not going anywhere mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. great I know that the Latino uh, community and culture are very important to you, and you're passionate about providing our community experiences like you j the one you just talked about, but um, to celebrate food, art, um, and music in our city. Can you share your experience organizing Festival Latino for the, the last nine years? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, I love the challenges i love working with the community i love figuring out how could we continue to grow this how could we continue to make it better how do we engage more people more organizations more corporations and um just having having the opportunity to work with the community and see it grow every year has been amazing Um, everywhere from, you know, starting the first fashion show in 2010, it literally started with an email saying, hey, uh, does anyone have a traditional dress just hanging in your closet? Mm -hmm. And it turned into a fashion show. And it's now something that is tradition. Mm -hmm. it, 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 this will be in 2017, we would have had our seventh fashion show. And um There's a little girl, her name is Eliana. She was a part of the very first fashion show. And she's been a part of our marketing materials. She's been on billboards. And um, I just came across a picture from the very first fashion show in 2010 and the most recent fashion show in 2017. And just to see the growth mm -hmm. of just that one little girl in our community, um, it just brings joy mm -hmm. to, to my heart. And um, I think... You know, little things like that helps kind of grow it because then you start finding people that are engaged in fashion or their passion is, um, you know, cult cultural, traditional dressmaking. And um, we've made so many of those connections through that. Um, other things like, you know, the health and wellness area, that's something that has also um, increased significantly. There's a lot of people that... 
um, that go to Festival Latino to take their diabetes screening before they eat that greasy empanada. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, the, the children's era, there's so many offerings and so many great partners that really think about how can we be at Festival Latino, but how can we also be engaging with the very community that we want to serve? <laughs> and uh, I, I just love the idea of having an idea and seeing it come to mm-hmm. life at mm-hmm. the festival. Absolutely. How many people, or where do people come from? Like I know mostly from Ohio and, and every corner of the state. I know people come from Cleveland, from Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, do you know of people that are coming from out of state and where are they coming from? Yeah, so funny that you mentioned Cleveland because I people always tell me that literally like, all the Latinos come to Columbus during the weekend of, of Festival Latino. <laughs> Como dicen los Latinos, todos los carros conduciendo para el festival. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but beyond, beyond Central Ohio and the state of Ohio, um, we have a lot of people that come from Chicago, Florida. Last year, we even had people that, that um, came from Puerto Rico. And, you know, sometimes I, like, it's, it, it touches me that like people are traveling from so far away. Yeah. But I think that one of the best things that CAPA does with Festival Latino is keeping it a family centric festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we that we really are um, community based as well. And I think that because of that, people will travel from Chicago, will travel from as far as even New York. Mm-hmm. It's a free festival. I think it's great that, you know, people could come to Festival Latino to see these international artists that perform at Festival Latino, like Toño Rosario and Ruben Blades and... Oscar de León. Oscar de León. I mean, these are artists that people would travel to see for free. Mm -hmm. And when you think of a Latino family of, you know... If, if two adults and two kids, they're bringing the abuelas, the tias, the tios. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly you have like a group of 10 to 15 people mm-hmm. that are coming to uh, to the festival together. And so people do travel from all over to just take advantage of this amazing free family festival. <laughs> I'll tell you a little <laughs> anecdote or about me. Uh, for a few years, we lived um, away from Ohio. We lived in Arkansas. But um, but we have family here in Columbus, so we always made sure that we came back for vacation around Festival Latino. <laughs> like, I want to be there nice. when Festival Latino happens. And just recently, we're making um, uh, vacation plans for this summer, and my daughter says, well, as long as we're back for Festival Latino, right? And so that warms my heart, too. Like, okay, so they're thinking about that. That's on their schedule and on their radar, radar forever, right? That... Yes, we want to participate. Yes, we're looking forward to this to this um, event. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I I actually have um, I guess my own personal story with Festival Latino. I moved to uh, Columbus from Chicago in the summer of '96, and uh, my friend and I asked my mom if she could just kind of take us downtown, just so that we could kind of get to know um, to know it a little bit better and. Of course, it happens to be Festival Latino weekend. (laughs) And coming here, I had the biggest culture shock. Like, you know, I came from a predominantly Latino neighborhood in Chicago. School was in Spanish. Uh, And so coming here, it was like, 
where like where are we and then to see festival latino it was like oh my god this is like where i belong mm-hmm. and and you know to fast forward to now to be the person that um is is coordinating and, and responsible for for the fundraising of it it's kind of like life coming back and in full circle. Yeah, yeah. So you you described this festival as a family center uh, Latino festival, right? And so I'm curious, how does your husband, children, mommy uh, support you throughout this exciting journey journey of planning and organizing the festival every year? Um, so the day of or the weekend of Festival Latino, my entire family is there. Mm-hmm. Um, it always makes me happy to see pictures of Um, of the festival after it happens because I'll be like, oh, there's my tia and there's my tío and there are my cousins and they're all, you know, like, you could just tell that they're having, like, the best of times. Um, so I, to me, it's very important that my kids are there, um, but leading to the planning of it, oh, my God, like, my poor kids. I, I have, like, I have schlepped my kids to meetings, to events, I mean, they will do networking events with me, um, but you know, they, they've they've also been exposed to their culture and to art in the in that process. And um, I I love that I'm able to to do that. Um, so there are some times where I'll have you know like a coffee meeting and like you know there 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 they are right next to me. Um, you know whether it's coloring or drawing or or, or keeping them engaged. Uh, this year. Um, My husband and I actually got to work Festival Latino together for the first time. Oh. Um, he, uh, I, I have some friends that have a food truck, um, which you probably know of, Barro Luco, mm-hmm. owned by um, Omar D'Angelo and his um, amazing family. And um, he helped them out this summer uh, on the food truck. And so it was nice to... It's kind of like a family affair now. Like mm-hmm. um, everyone, everyone is a part of it, and everyone helps. And I know sometimes I'll I'll kind of brainstorm things with my husband or even my kids. Like, what kind of things should we bring in the kids in the kids area? And um, so yeah, like they they're definitely a part of it. My kids are always talking about Fetiwa Latino. <laughs> Good. Um- What are some of the lessons learned uh, from organizing such a big event? I would say that the biggest thing is like it's gonna happen no matter what. <laughs> I always get like really um, sick like the day before the festival, <laughs> and it's like mental because it's like, oh my god, I've been working all year long for this event, and it like comes and goes in a weekend like that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like. Did I do this? Did I do this? Did I call this person? Did I call that person? And um, it's just like overthinking this, right? Because in my head, I'm like, there's going to be 205,000 people here. Like all these, all these sponsors, all these people, all these vendors. And um, I really have just learned to just to kind of just be okay with that. Um, but I think other things that I've learned is that it is important to keep the community involved uh you know i i love to see how an idea could turn into something bigger than what it was originally planned um for example there was a conversation um in one of the in one of the meetings and we were like how could we have more local food vendors Mm -hmm. and uh 
I, I reached out to Talia Amador and I was like, hey, if you had 40 feet of space at the festival, what could you do with it? I know you already work with entrepreneurs. And she was like, are you serious? And we came up with a plan. And from that um, was born Mercadito Raices, which was a local vendor area that was hosted by five local Latino businesses. And those five businesses did amazing Three of the five businesses like sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we think about the economic impact that that makes in our community, uh, I mean, it's amazing that you're able to do that through just an idea and talking to the right people. Mm-hmm. And I know you're always looking for new partners. And I'm glad to say that uh, the Spanish and Portuguese department here at OSU has, um, you know, been present at the festival for the for the past few years and is always now as a permanent, you know, community outreach event um, in our in our budget or in our radar, right? So we're beginning to think about uh, what we want to do um, at this year's festival here in our department as well. Yeah, and I, last year, I was really excited to see that you guys had flamenco dancers um, in your space and um, just, you know, all the different things that um, that you guys have done with the small, with the small, uh, film series um, one year at, at the Latino Festival. I love to see um, our sponsors really getting engaged and being thoughtful about the programming that they're bringing to the mm-hmm. festival. Um, because yes, um, Kappa will, you know, we book the international artists and we book lo- local artists and we bu- book local dance groups and the fashion show and things like that. But it it's nice to see that our sponsors are also thinking about, well, how do we get people to kind of stop at our space mm-hmm. too? Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's like the magic of it all. I, I love to see that happen, happening. Great. Uh, what have you witnessed as a result of this event in terms of community impact or areas of growth? The community really wants to see and support programming within the Latino community. Mm-hmm. And just how important the arts plays in in our community, um, you know, whether it's a whether it's a Latino family, you know, trying out an empanada for the first time because mm-hmm. maybe that's not their that's not what they the necessarily <laughs> eat, or seeing an American family eat a pincho for the first time. <laughs> I I love to see those those connections, um, and even even when you see the connections between a a sponsor and a food vendor, and uh, just seeing those opportunities and those those connections, um, it's not just about. Festival Latino happening in one weekend and waiting until it comes next year. But how could those people that participate in it, um, the people that attend, the people that are selling food, the people that are in the marketplace selling, you know, those cultural handmade items, how could they partner with those corporations and, mm-hmm. and, and, and people to say, hey, we're here. We would love to, you know, cater your next meeting or whatnot. Those are, I think that's where the growth and the amazing opportunities happen. I think the magic happens at Festival Latino, but it, it, it also goes beyond that. So you're see, you see the festival as a planting the seed and then it, it grows from there or it takes different shapes, I guess, as, as people 
go about their, you know, day to day. Yes, definitely. I think that there there are a lot of su great success stories that have come out of um, Fetiva Latino. Um, as far as, you know, the culinary arts in mm -hmm. Columbus goes, you know, El Arepaso is a great example yeah. of, um, you know, how a food vendor in a 10 by 10 space turned into a business because mm -hmm. the clientele was just Wanted always it. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Luco is another example. Uh, they went from being a food vendor for four years to being a sponsor last year. Mm. And I think that that's where, that's where the community support grows. It's not, how can I just sell food here? But how could I be a bigger part of mm -hmm. this community event that is for the entire state mm -hmm. um, and even beyond that. Mm -hmm. Great. What are the dates for the Festival Latino this summer? Festival Latino 2018 will be held on August 11th and 12th at Genoa Park in downtown Columbus from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on both days. Okay. And we don't have a, a musical lineup yet, correct? Not yet. When will that be available? Uh, we usually try to have that in like this late spring. Um, so we'll we'll definitely be having an announcement shortly, and we'll make sure that you guys are invited. Great, <laughs> great. Um, is there anything else you would like to share with the audience about any of these organizations that you're a part of or that you lead? Be curious about the arts. Um, explore. I, in the last week, have had a, a lot of aha moments with my very own kids that are three, five, and nine. And... Um, I have seen how, you know, schlepping them to those coffee meetings and taking them to networking events and even political fundraisers. I mean, my kids go everywhere with me. Um, even, you know, even to the museum, I love exposing them to anything that will get them curious. And so I, I, I leave you with that, like experience and be curious about art and let, let it take you to places because I think it's transformational. Um, and uh, you have Festival Latino dates, just in case, 11th and 12th of August, 2018. Um, we are also in the process of doing a fundraiser with Damas Latinas that will be around the Dominican Republic's Mother's Day, which will be on Sunday, May 27th. It will be a fundraiser and it will be celebrating Dominican culture. So stay tuned um, on that. And I, I hope that we can stay in contact and that you guys are you know, continue to be engaged in our community. Great, great. Uh, gracias por todo lo que haces, Diana. Uh, una forma de seguir apoyando Festival Latino es simplemente asistiendo al evento. No se lo pierdan. A todos, gracias por escucharnos y recuerden seguirnos en Facebook y de compartir este podcast con otros. Hasta la próxima. Mm -hmm.